So go over here to the people who can afford you and you'll feel great about it and your business will grow. And if you still have that big heart and you have a lot of money, then set up a foundation or a charity where you can do your services and donate those services to the people who can't afford it. So I always say, don't work with broke folk. Yeah, people can always afford what they want to afford though. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Dr. Pam Perry of Pam Perry PR. Dr. Pam, it's great to have you on the show. I am great to be here, Gresh. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, absolutely excited to have you on. Uh, Dr. Pam is doing so many phenomenal things. I had the opportunity to be on one of her shows, and I'm super excited that now I get to return the favor. So um, before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Dr. Pam Perry so you can hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. And Dr. Pam is an award-winning communications professional and publisher of Speakers Magazine. Dr. Perry serves as the CEO of Pam Perry PR, her public relations consulting firm where she takes authors' works from vision to manifestation. She helps them position, package, and promote their brand. Dr. Pam, excited again to have you on. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Yes, I am. I am because it's so, I'm so passionate about this. And I'm really thinking that every CEO should have a book. And so not only just have a book, but a good book and promote the book, because when you promote the book, they promote themselves and they promote their business. So that's, that's, that's my thing. I, I love books. I probably got about 5,000 books in this house, not including what's on the Kindle. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm a book, I have a book fetish. <laughs> yeah. As an English major, that's definitely, you know, that, you know, music to my ears. Cause I'm definitely a book person. You can see there's so many different books that I receive and get the opportunity to kind of hear um, and learn from people and, and hear about their expertise. Um, but I guess before we jumped into like all the awesome things that you do, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Well, one of the things is that when I was working in corporate, and I loved really what I was doing, I worked for the Detroit Free Press for seven years. I worked in radio and TV roughly about seven years. And then I worked as a nonprofit uh, PR director for the Salvation Army for about seven years. And I realized it was like every seven years, I needed like something different to do, right? And I was like, oh my God, I got the seven-year itch. And, And even though I like what I was doing, I felt that there was something more. And so when I was working a corporate job, I volunteered a lot and I created organizations on the side. They weren't necessarily businesses. They were nonprofit organizations. Like it would be a professional development group or an author's uh, writer's group or things like that. And it was always like, okay, got the job. I love what I do, but then there was something on the side. So it wasn't really until the year 2000 that the company that I was working with um, which was happens to be my husband's company. I was working with him at the time. Perry Marketing Group went out of business and he was doing a lot of automotive stuff and he was an ad agency and I was the PR director and the company went out of business. We had a four-year-old, at, I believe at the time and he, his paycheck and my pay, paycheck just evaporated, right? It was like, oh my God, the crash and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? So he went and got a job working at an ad agency one of the top black ad agencies in the country. 
And then he said, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to work in nonprofit. And I said, I really feel, and I was a new mom at the time, I really want to work from home. This is way before people were working from home, right? It was like, what? What is that? I said, I want to open up my, my PR firm and I want to work with ministries and nonprofits from home. And that's when Ministry Marketing Solutions started in 2000. And then over the years, it evolved into Pan Perry PR because I work with more than ministries. I work with people who have messages, people who want to get out there and get known. And so that's how it started. It started out of a desperation, I guess you would say, because it was like, okay, so now what? And I could have went and got a job, but I actually started my company. And I started it with just a laptop sitting on, you know, on the kitchen table. You've heard it before. And then really making phone calls to people. And I work with all of the major churches in the area. I did all their marketing and I work with a lot of the, the major book publishing companies at the very beginning. And, um, and then over the years, I started really teaching people digital marketing and how to build their platform and really how to do their own PR. And that's only because of the internet, right? Just really made a shift for everything from books. You know, we used to have Borders and Barnes and Noble and now it's just Barnes and Noble, but then Amazon became the thing. And so I had to teach people how to use Amazon and how to create books and how to promote their books. So that's really the the backstory, so to speak. But I really, um, I worked for some agencies and things like that. But I said, if I could just create an agency of my own from home. Um, and, and people thought it was weird because like, oh, you're going to work from home. You don't have a real job. I, listen, I worked harder for myself than I did for anyone else. So I worked like around the clock uh, building the business over 10 years. So so the first 10 was hard. The last 10 have been really like a joy because I've, I've come into some systems and some, I guess you would say some, the space. I've carved out my niche and uh, I teach other people how to do the same. Nice. I absolutely love that. I appreciate you, you know, sharing your story, you know, so much. And then I think too, there's so many, you know, things that I wrote down about, especially like the, around the seven year itch. I think so many times when we think that we choose something, whether we're within an organization or sometimes even starting something ourselves that we have to do it until the end of time, but getting Mm -hmm. that opportunity to kind of pivot, try different things um, as much as, you know, our businesses grow as much as, you know, the organizations and our roles sometimes grow within them. We grow just as much. And sometimes we have to kind of, you know, lean more into that new thing or kind of scratch that itch so that we can, you know, learn different skills and develop as individuals. And I like change. I really do. I like change. That's that's a, a, a asset of mine. Some people really fear change. They like change. And I have always tried to bust out of a comfort zone. So when I'm too comfortable, I know that I have to do something different, so whether it's social media. If it's a new social media, I love that. People are like, oh, my God, you got a new one. You got not another one now. <laughs> you got TikTok now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, something new because I love change because we should always be evolving. So so it's it was easy for me when I did. Uh, started in 2000. I was doing primarily like PR, just only PR. Then I worked in in really just helping people with social media marketing. Then I helped people with their digital marketing. You know, so you, you as you learn more, you you evolve. And I think that's really important for anybody in any business, any CEO. They should always evolve, not just hand it off to someone else to do know about it. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. So I, I wanted to hear, I know we touched a little bit upon how you work with your clients. I want to hear a little bit more about that, how that process goes and what you consider to be like what I like to call your secret sauce and what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. Yeah, one of the ways where I work with my clients is that my platform or my contacts becomes their contact. So if they're a client of mine, then I open up my 
old school Rolodex, Rolodex. Students, right? <laughs> so, right, they don't know Rolodex. So that means <laughs> my media contacts, my social media contacts, people that I've met that I've worked with in the past, whether it was in the media, they th- that's part of what a publicist brings is their contacts and their influence for that. And then social media as well, you know, 25,000 on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and Facebook. So that when they're promoting something, it not only goes to their audience when they're promoting it, but it goes to my audience as well, because I pick the clients because I know my clients would like that particular product. The other thing that I think that sets me apart is how I bring in people. So now I have a form where if they're author or speaker, they fill out this form. If they are organization, they fill out this form. If they really want VIP coaching or consulting, they fill out this form. And then the questions I realized over the years, certain questions I need to ask in order to get to their solution. Or if I can't really be a solution for them. Sometimes I'll just get on the call with them and I realize that I may not be the one for them, but I will give them a referral to a colleague or a friend or give them some suggestions. The other thing is that I really in niche down in a certain area. So if you are wanting to get speaking engagements, I can help you with Speakers Magazine, you know, because that's something that I can do. And then also to just uh, connect them with other places where they can go and do workshops or keynotes and that sort of thing. So that's that's kind of unique because a publicist doesn't typically do that. But I know that working with authors, authors have to speak. So it's authors and speakers together. And then, and it doesn't have to be a professional speaker. It could be a public speaker because one of the best ways to really sell is to get on stages. And I always tell people, I said, if you can get on the stage and speak, you will sell your company. You'll sell your services. So you need to do that. But you can't get to a stage sometimes unless you have a book. So you got to, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, So I always say the book comes first and then you can go and and actually go out and speak. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I would say one of the things that makes me more effective and efficient is my gravity forms. Okay. It's like probably something like, what are you talking about? But it's the gravity forms. And it is those forms that I set up that I send people when they say, hey, I'm going to work with you or, hey, let's get together. So I'll send the gravity form. The gravity form will then send a calendar link. And so those two together keeps me organized. And then also too, I can pull the information out to know what products I need or services I need to do in the future because of the question that I ask, they fill them out and it's, it'll say like, what are, your, what are your goals? What do you struggle with? Whatever. And if I look at that and I, I can pull them all out, especially like one particular area, I can see a pattern. And those patterns will help me understand what it is people are looking for. It helps with sales letters. It helps with email copy. It helps with products or services I want to develop, any of those type of things. So those are my favorite ones because we can work all day in the lab and think we know what people want. But it's nothing like real live focus group from from people that says this is no, this is what I struggle with. This is what I want, because for many years I was trying to sell something what I thought people needed, but they didn't want it. They wanted PR. They didn't they didn't need uh, how to write a press release. They just wanted someone to write the press release. But don't you want to write it yourself? No. No, they don't. They just want someone to write it for them. So I was putting together products, what I thought people needed, and that's not what they wanted. They wanted someone to write it. So I figured out how to just give people what they want, not necessarily what they need. It's like I was trying to give people vegetables when they really wanted dessert. 
Right. <laughs> right. They don't right. want the vegetables. They want the dessert. So I'm trying to sell them vegetables and they don't want that. So I just I had to figure out from the gravity forms in their language what it is that they wanted. I absolutely love um, all those hacks. So I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So this is something that I always say to those that are just starting out and they have such, you know, just such big hearts and they want to help everybody and they just, oh my goodness, I just do, just want to just be a service. And it's like, it's, I understand that. I said, but you're in business, you're not a charity Mm -hmm. that you have to know that it's okay not to work with broke folk. And they're like, (laughs) I said, you can't work with broke folk. Broke folk won't pay you. Okay. I said, when you become a, yeah, I said, when you become a multimillionaire, like you have long money, like Oprah or Jay-Z, I said, then you can have a charity and then you have a whole little foundation that works with the people who can't afford your services. I said, but until then, you're not a charity, you're a business. So don't target people who can't afford you. You will frustrate yourself because you're thinking that your services aren't good. Your services are good. You're just targeting people that can't afford you. So go over here to the people who can afford you and you'll feel great about it and your business will grow. And if you still have that big heart and you have a lot of money, then set up a foundation or a charity where you can do your services and donate those services to the people who can't afford it. So I always say, don't work with broke folk. Yeah, people can always afford what they want to afford, though. You know, you really can't. So if you just make the decision, draw the, the, you know, the line in the sand, if they really want to work with you, they'll find the money, they'll save for it, and, and they'll come back and work with you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. So Dr. Pan, what does being a CEO mean to you? Well, you know, the, the the real term is this chief executive officer, right? So you're the chief executive officer, but you're really the chief of everything. <laughs> you're the chief of everything. Everything is going to stop with you. So you are the responsible person. You're the visionary. You are the operations person. But more than anything, you are the spokesperson and you're the salesperson. So if you're not selling anything, nothing gets done. You can have an entire organization and you can even have a sales department, but the CEO is the one that really sets the vision, puts together, and people buy the CEO. You're the personal brand that people are buying. Um, So you are the person that people are looking to that is your, uh, you're speaking on the stages, you're the one being called for the interviews, you are the person that is making the sale. And the people behind you are fulfilling the vision. So you write the vision so that they can run with it, but you've got to write it so they can run with it. So that's really the main thing that you are the the spokesperson, you're the salesperson, you're the person that set the vision. You do have to have the, the staff behind you to do the other things. And you have to know a little bit about operations and all that other stuff. But the main thing is you're the face, you're the face of the place. (laughs) Awesome. 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 Well, Pam, truly appreciate that definition. I, of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, subscribe to your podcast, find out about the magazine and all the awesome things that you're working on. Yes. So one of the things I want to do is give um, your listeners, viewers a gift. So there's a book I I wrote called Be Heard, Get Out There, Get Known, Be Heard. And they can go to PamPerryPR.com 
com forward slash ebook. It's a free book, about 160 pages, but it goes over digital marketing from a non-technical brain. And they find out about everything on PamPerryPR.com, the magazine, my branding accelerator, my membership program, uh, Ready, Set, Go, Speak for those who want to speak. And so everything is there at uh, PamPerryPR.com. Nice, nice, nice. So I absolutely appreciate that. To make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes for the book, your site, podcast, all the programs and everything that you have. Thank you so much for doing that and providing so many different ways that we can do that as well, too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you, Grash. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.